The following is a sermon from Pastor Timothy Borman and Sure Foundation, a church located in Woodside, Queens, New York, the world's most diverse community. For more information and for more audio content, go to sure-foundation.org. Please stand out of respect for the words and works of Jesus. The Holy Gospel for Last Judgment Sunday is found in Matthew chapter 25. At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out, Here's the bridegroom! Come out to meet him! Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going out. No! They replied, There may not be enough for both us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later, The others also came. Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, truly, I tell you, I don't know you. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know the day or the hour. This is the gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Let's pray together. Jesus, sometimes you come to us with a violence that can only be described as grace. Lord, Jesus, if we are hard of hearing, shout to us today that we might recognize you. In your saving grace, we pray all of this, Jesus. Amen. This story is a real horror. I mean, the very heart of the story is the door that is shut. I tried to imagine that moment where the five silly girls, the foolish ones, come to the door and they see it shut and they wonder, maybe to themselves or out loud, well, probably what happened is that that a gentle summer breeze just sort of blew it shut. It certainly can't be locked. But then one of them goes up to the door and 
and she tries to open it herself. And she jiggles it. And it's not opening. And at that moment, I imagine in her heart, there's like this surge of, you know, anxiety. Could it be that the door is shut forever? But it cannot be, they think to themselves. So they say to one another, well, well, maybe they just don't know that we're out here, see. So they take the flat of their hand and they begin to pound on the door, the hands on the door, see. But nobody answers the door, nobody at all. But then they say to themselves, if we could just, if we could just get the ear of the bridegroom, we've heard that he's a good man. We've heard that the, that, that the bridegroom is kind of a pushover. We've heard that the, that the bridegroom is full of love and compassion, see. And so they begin to pound on the door and they cry out, Lord, Lord, open the door. It's us. You know who we are, Lord. And without opening the door, the bridegroom answers, the silly girls, and says in a way that, that will silence all of their excuses, in a way that will silence all of their crying out, Amen. Truly, I say to you, I don't know you. And that's the end of the story. It's a real horror. The door that has been slammed shut and locked, the people crying at the door open up, and then the Lord Jesus, the bridegroom, saying, I don't even know who you are. A real horror. Sometimes I do embarrassing things like I watch these Shows that are dystopias, you know, with the zombies in them and, and the apocalyptic end of the world. And I started watching this show on Netflix called The 100. And in the show, the people were so mean to each other that they, they, they made the earth into this atomic wasteland, see? And so all of humanity had to go and live on this space station, see, but the space station was leaking oxygen, so they had to get back to Earth, but there wasn't room enough on the last shuttle to go back to Earth. So there's this moment in the show where there's this glass door that closed, and there's this finality of it all, and there's these hands on the door trying to pry it open. It's like that. That's what this story from Jesus is like the hands on the door trying to pry it open, the shouting, Lord, Lord, it's a real horror. It's easy, I think, to get distracted from it, from the horror of it all. A lot of people do. A lot of pastors, a lot of people when they read this lesson, a lot of the professional commentators and the scholarly, they will focus on all the other details of the parable. Like they will wonder and ask legitimate questions like, well, 
well, this is supposed to be, you know, a wedding party, but there's, where's the bride? See? There's a bridegroom, but there's no bride. Where is she? Or they'll ask things like, I wonder what the torch was like. Was it, was it one of these torches that would burn down the oil in like 15 minutes or less because it's so big and gave it so much light? Or was it like one of those itty-bitty little lamps that could last a really long time and therefore we need maybe a little less oil than before? People ask all kinds of questions. And what are these weird wedding customs where these ten virgins are waiting for this bridegroom All kinds of questions, but people get distracted from the real horror and the main emotion and the main event, which is simply this, that this bridegroom has slammed the door shut and locked it and nobody's getting in. You have got to see that with me this morning. To see and hear the horror of it. I think one of the hardest things and why people often get distracted in the other details of this parable is because in this parable, we find that Jesus is, in a sense, unrecognizable to us. We've been taught, Jesus Himself taught us in other parables that, that, that Jesus, the Son of Man, is like, He's like the Good Shepherd, see? And the Good Shepherd, when even one sheep of the 100 wanders away, you know what He does? He leaves the 99 and He goes and finds that one little sheep that has wandered off into the darkness, but not here, see? Not here. Here, five silly girls wander off into the darkness and the bridegroom does not go to get them. The bridegroom does not go to find them or give them oil or anything like that. The bridegroom just goes in. He forgets about them and he goes into the wedding banquet and slams the door. We can hardly recognize this Jesus We've even been taught by Jesus Himself. He says, seek and you will find. Ask and it will be given to you. But then we go into this parable and we see, well, the foolish virgins, they did ask. They asked with their whole heart. They said to the wise girls, will you give us some of your oil? Just a a little bit. And they say, No. We won't do it. We can't. Sorry, there's not enough for you. And then then we see these these silly girls, they're, they're pounding on the door and they're saying, Lord, Lord, will you please open the door for us? And Jesus said, ask and it will be given to you, but he does not give it. Jesus almost seems unrecognizable to us. How could he do it? I've had so many conversations over the year that I can't even count them anymore that people will say, Pastor, I believe that God is love. I, I believe that he has 
given to us heaven. I believe in the reality of heaven, but I've also heard that same person say, but I'm not sure about hell. I don't know if I believe in hell, Pastor. And I say, well, why did Jesus die then? And then we hear Jesus say, I don't know you. And he leaves them in outer darkness forever. This is a Jesus that is real and authentic and really the whole point of the parable. That we would understand the authentic and the real Jesus this last week I, 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 I read a short story by a woman named Flannery O'Connor. Have you heard of her before? Maybe you read her in your college lit class. She won an award, the National uh, Book Award, for a collection of her short stories. And I sat down and I read a story called a good man is hard to find. And the story ends with this family in the middle of Georgia, and they have an encounter with a bandit along the highway, and there's nobody else around, and the bandit, well, I can't tell the rest of the story. So violent and grotesque. That's what Flannery O'Connor is known for. She talks about in her writing, The Violence of Grace. Somebody once asked her this question, Flannery, why do you write stories that have such violent and grotesque endings? And this is what she said. And I think it applies to the story that Jesus tells today. My audience are the people who think God is dead. To the heart of hearing... You shout. Not literally, but with words, right? She says, to the hard of hearing, you shout. Could it be that that's exactly what Jesus is doing this morning? He startles us with figures and with words because we have become hard of hearing to such an extent that we can barely recognize Jesus for who He is. That perhaps He really is the God who will one day say in all finality, I don't know you. Now it should be obvious that to anyone who's listening today, why Jesus is telling this parable. In fact, Jesus tells us in verse 13, He says, Keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour. In other words, He wants us to keep watch in a very special way this morning. He wants us to keep watch over our hearts. See? He wants us to be able to recognize the real an authentic 
Jesus, he, he wants us to ask us ourselves certain questions, just kind of like the Apostle Paul did. And at the end of his letter to the Corinthians, he said this, examine yourselves to see whether or not you are in the faith. And I want you to do that this morning. Examine yourselves to see whether or not you are in the faith. Examine yourselves to see whether you are wise or silly. Ask yourselves these questions. Do you believe that Jesus one day will come to judge the living and the dead? Do you believe that one day He will come and forever He will shut the door to all those who did not recognize His grace and call on His name for saving grace? Do you believe that you really can hold on to persistent and willful sin and still be in the faith? Do you believe that, that you can simply be a member of a church and, and by virtue of being a member of a church that, that suddenly that makes you among the saved? Or do you think that, that somebody else, when the great day of the Lord comes, that you can just borrow some of their oil instead of having enough for yourself? Keep watch, Jesus says. Examine yourself to see whether or not you really are in the faith. Do you see what Jesus is doing? He's showing you the possible outcome of your life so that it never happens to you. It's a violent kind of grace. It's a real horror. So that we avoid the possibility and we put our whole faith in the saving nature and redemption of Jesus Christ our Lord. This parable is, is, is unique in, in a lot of ways. One of the things that makes this parable unique is that Jesus actually puts himself into the parable. He does. Normally, in the parables, Jesus doesn't say, Amen, Amen, verily, verily. He doesn't do that, right? But this one He does. And this is a common way of speaking for Jesus. In fact, more than 30 times in the New Testament, Jesus said, Amen, verily, verily, truly, truly, I say to you. Things like truly, truly, verily, verily, whoever believes in Me, we live. And they have already passed over from death to life. And the judgment will not come down on them. You see, we want to embrace all of Jesus, the true, authentic Jesus. I could remind you of this, that Jesus once said, I am, truly, truly I say to you, I am the door. In other words, Jesus isn't just the person who slams the door shut. He's the one that made the way in the first place. He's the one who came into our world, born of the Virgin Mary. The one who suffered under Pontius Pilate. The one who on the third day rose from the dead 
so that all who call on his name and believe in him will have enough oil in his name to welcome him one day and be ushered in through that door into the wedding feast of the Lamb to rejoice with him forever and ever. Amen. This is who Jesus is. And when we see all of who Jesus is, that he is not only the one who shuts the door, but also the one who opens it. This leads not only to love him, not only to trust in him, but also to fear him. And isn't that the big point? That we would fear him, because do you know what the fear of the Lord brings the beginning of wisdom. See, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Like five wise virgins. My wise ones, keep watch my wise ones, if you don't have enough oil, go get it now. My wise ones, keep your lamps burning. Amen.